Hello and welcome to Eventful, the podcast for meeting professionals. I'm your host, Lauren Edelstein with North Star Meetings Group. Eventful, the podcast, is our way of inviting you to join some of the interesting conversations we have with people in our business about topics that really should be on your radar. I look forward to hearing what you think, and please be sure to subscribe. These are challenging times for any meeting planner. But instead of being fearful of the economic upheaval brought on by the COVID-19 pandemic, this is a time to focus on what can be done to survive the crisis and bounce back once it ends. That's the advice of Edward Siegel, a crisis management and public relations consultant whose clients have included companies and trade shows in the consumer electronics, plastics, and real estate industries. He's also the author of Crisis Ready, 101 Ways to Prepare for and Bounce Back from Disasters, Scandals, and Other Emergencies, which comes out later this month. I'm Alex Palmer, Deputy Editor of North Star Meetings Group, and today I speak with Siegel about his tips for getting through such unprecedented times. But first, a word from our sponsor. It may not seem like the right time to think about travel, but this too shall pass. Now more than ever, we need to come together as a community and a destination. Atlantic City is eager to welcome you back to our seaside destination when we defeat this crisis and come back stronger together. Our team is ready to assist you when the timing is right. In the meantime, we wish you good health now and in the future. Be safe and stay connected. Experiences await here. Learn more at meetac.com. That's meetac.com. Edward, you, you actually had written a column for NorthStarMeetingsGroup.com all about crisis management tips during the coronavirus outbreak and kind of as these event planners are trying to navigate this new landscape all of a sudden. I'd love to maybe start with some of the points you kind of outlined there, but maybe you can begin by just giving us a little bit of background about yourself, how you came to become an expert on crisis management. Well, it wasn't on purpose. I kind of fell into it, given the nature of the various jobs I've had, the different careers I've had over time. I got my start in politics on Capitol Hill as a press secretary for members of Congress. I worked for various public relations agency and advertising agencies. And among my clients over the years have been trade shows, official events and meetings, such as the uh, Consumer Electronics Show and major events and meetings put on by the plastics industry and the real estate industry. And as a public relations consultant, I had an opportunity to provide advice and counsel and services on crisis management, how to help my clients prepare for them, avoid them if all possible, and what to do if they found themselves knee-deep in a crisis. And along the way, I was a journalist for two years. I was a marketing strategies columnist for the Wall Street Journal's website for entrepreneurs. My book on crisis management today really reflects my various careers in journalism, crisis management, and public relations. And I've seen crises on both sides of the, uh, the camera, if you will, what it's like to be the spokesperson in a crisis and what it's like to report on companies and organizations that are having a crisis. And I wanted to bring all that experience and insights and perspectives to bear to help readers of my book on crisis management do what they can now to help avoid if possible, and if not, prepare for, manage, and bounce back from a variety of crisis situations. 
The timing, of course, uh, is incredible for the, the book coming out just as we are entering what appears to be the initial phases of the uh, pandemic. So the advice in the book is certainly applicable to uh, event and meeting planners, but the article that I wrote uh, for your folks takes a specific look at what meeting planners should be doing right now in connection with this uh, emerging international public health emergency. And certainly that sector is particularly hard hit. Obviously, so many industries have been hit already and will continue to be. But you did sort of focus in on event planning specifically and how the kind of crises that they're facing and how they can maybe manage it. Maybe you can walk us through a couple of the steps that you outlined there. I think one right up top was don't add to the panic. What do you mean by that? In any panic situation, it could be really way too easy to get caught up in the situation, lose your perspective, lose your insight, and essentially lose your cool and your calm as things are breaking around you. So it's really important, step one, for dealing with a crisis, don't add to the panic. Avoid saying or doing anything that can make matters even worse for your company, your organization, and of course, your clients. You know, the British have a saying to uh, keep calm and carry on. So that's something I think everyone should remember. And so they should also remember Winston Churchill's advice that when you're going through hell, keep on going. Don't stop. Don't do anything that's going to get you into trouble. Keep moving forward. You should be an, an example, preferably a good example to your clients, because if they turn to you and you're panicking, they're going to say, oh, my God, what's happening? Should I be even more worried than I am right now? So step one, set a good example and don't add to the panic that you're seeing around you. Yeah, it really is contagious, panic is. And by managing your own responses, it can also, that sort of responsibility can kind of uh, be contagious as well and, and, and others can learn from it. Yes, that's a very good point. In fact, the panic is probably spreading faster than the actual disease itself. Mm. We're seeing the panic manifested in a lot of different ways. Certainly, the gyrations of the stock market, companies and organizations are uh, canceling left and right. Their events, their activities, their conferences, they're taking what is also a good approach in any crisis. It's better to be safe than sorry. And until we know how bad and how long this international public health emergency is going to be, we're much better to be cautious and, and safe than to do something rash or irrational or crazy and come to uh, regret it very quickly. So keep your head about you, do the right thing, breathe in and out, and keep calm and carry on. Good advice for this certain era, for sure. And one of the other points you mentioned on there was offering new service, that that's, uh, or new services, that making, expanding what you're already offering or maybe rethinking your current business, now is the time to, to be thinking about that. Maybe expand on that a little bit. Yeah, if there's any silver linings to this horrible situation that we're all going through, it's the fact that this is a great time to look at your business, the services that you provide the expertise that you offer to clients, and look for ways of making yourself even more valuable to your clients. And by doing that, you, you may help increase the chance that they will keep you on board and also help attract new customers in the days, weeks, and, and months ahead. And it's also important that it's not all about you. As bad of a time and bad of a crisis that you think you are going through, try to put yourself 
in the shoes of your clients or new business prospects. And the reality is they may be even having an even tougher time than you are and would really appreciate any lifeline that you could throw their way in this crisis. And by lifeline, I mean, well, for example, bringing them new sponsors for future events to replace those that they lost. Try to be objective. Take an inventory, if you will, of everything you're good at, everything that you might improve or strengthen, and check those boxes on your inventory list of how you can do a better job for your new and existing clients and what skills, services, or expertise you can add to your uh, toolbox to make yourself even more valuable, more irresistible, and more marketing to your clients and new business prospects. And that fits with another point you made about being creative. Uh, Times like this, when there's so much disruption, things are not going to be the same as they were in January. We have to be thinking new ways of approaching our business. And what are some other ways that folks can be creative, particularly in the events industry? Well, for my article, I interviewed Andrea Berry of the Amber Agency in Mount Airy, uh, Maryland. And she made the good point that there may be uh, tremendous opportunities to help events continue in some capacity, but what they look like later may not be what they look like today. For example, a a client may want to uh, co-locate an event in the future, and you could actually use your services, your expertise, your advice and counseling to help make that happen. And that's, I think, you should look for ways of being creative in every aspect of the services that you provide. Maybe the meetings of tomorrow and next week, next month, are not going to look like the meetings that we have today. Uh, And that's another way to be creative. Virtual meetings is a uh, decades-old technology. But because of the crisis we're in now, it's getting a new look. And people are taking a second look at this great technology as a fast, easy, and affordable way to continue presenting their meetings, but in a different way using technology. So looking at how you would reinvent meetings looking how you help your clients reposition or even sponsorship opportunities for current meetings. These are great examples of creativity. And there's no limit of what you can do if you're creative about it and look at things with a positive mental attitude and put yourself in the shoes of your clients and new business prospects. If you found yourself in their shoes and their positions, what kind of lifeline, what kind of help would you hope someone could reach out to you? And you could essentially be the equivalent of, uh, of a lifeguard and uh, throw them that rope, that life raft, that, that help that they need, not just to survive the crisis, but after it's over, if you do a good job for them now, uh, that I think will help increase chances that you'll be able to help them later on and have a, a long-term relationship uh, with these companies and organizations. And one of the other points you were looking at is seeking out new partners. And that might be different consultants or independent contractors, vendors, or also maybe even uh, other clients, different types of clients. So how, how does that fit into the, the sort of the broader uh, efforts to kind of rethink maybe what you're currently doing? Well, I know so many uh, meeting planners and event planners uh, might be sole practitioners. But just because they work alone or by themselves does not mean that they should not look for ways of working with others in some some capacities. By identifying the expertise and services that they lack and being objective about it, then they could make a a reality check and look for ways of how they could actually link up and set up uh, partnerships 
or good working relationships with the best possible consultants, independent contractors, and vendors who could uh, make them uh, indispensable or even more valuable than they are now. And there's a long list of people and uh, expertise that they should consider as uh, potential partners. Certainly, uh, the list would include copywriters, uh, editors, graphic designers, printers, list brokers, website developers, uh, even uh, videographers and photographers and public speakers. If you can become a resource for your clients, not just what their services that you offer now, but as a gateway and a portal of other services, uh, vendors, consultants that you can bring to the table, then you are doubling, tripling, or quadrupling or more the value, the expertise that you have for your clients. So be creative and looking at the different ways that you can be of service and help your clients in every possible way. And now a message from our sponsor. It may not seem like the right time to think about travel, but this too shall pass. Now more than ever, we need to come together as a community and a destination. Atlantic City is eager to welcome you back to our seaside destination when we defeat this crisis and come back stronger together. Our team is ready to assist you when the timing is right. In the meantime, we wish you good health now and in the future. Be safe and stay connected. Experiences await here. Learn more at meetac.com. That's meetac.com. And as someone that's kind of looked at other crises, who's someone who's who's looked at you know all variety as you described, how would you say the current one? What's particular about what we're in now? It's it seems just so much bigger than almost really anything that we've experienced in our lifetime. How do you think folks should adjust their expectations because of this, or how are things different now compared to other crises we've dealt with? There are some things in which this crisis has things in common, and other things in which it's unique in a lot of different ways. It's much like a lot of other crises in that, uh, first, uh, no one ever saw it coming. No one prepared for it. Uh, no one planned for it. No one had a crisis management plan that was uh, specifically geared towards a pandemic like we have right now. And because they hadn't thought about it and planned for it, they don't know how to deal with it. So they're, they're, they're running around, a lot of people are running around without guidance, without direction, uh, without a roadmap. And that really speaks, reinforces the need to have a crisis plan of any kind in place. You can always adjust and uh, tweak a crisis plan to uh, adjust for the particular crisis you're having. But if you don't even have a plan in place, then you are in even a deeper hole uh, that you have to get out of before you can uh, deal with the crisis. And unlike other crises, however, this is unique in a couple different ways. Most other crises that we've had in our history, they've come, they've exploded, they subsided, and we went on with our lives. This is a crisis that we may be in at the very early stage. We have no idea right now if the crisis will last for weeks, for months, or perhaps even years in some way. And because there's such a tremendous unknown about what the future is going to have, that uncertainty just makes this situation even 
more troublesome for for everybody. We don't know how long it's going to last. We don't know how it's going to end. According to the health experts and medical professionals, any kind of treatment could be well into next year, if not beyond. What are we going to do between now and then? We just don't know. And that great unknown aspect of this crisis is making things even worse. So many million of us are uh, sheltering in place, we're self-quarantining, we're self-isolating, we're using the technology that we have to get through this on a day-to-day basis. But with every day and every week and every month that passes, it's really going to be a challenge for everybody, no matter what industry or profession they're in. How are they going to survive? How are they going to manage? How are they going to pay their bills? It's a long list of how are we going to do dot, dot, dot. And there's no easy answers. There's not going to be any immediate answers. And we have to take this by almost a day-by-day basis. But whether you have a crisis plan in place now, I think you need to dust it off if you have one. If you don't have one, I actually have a portal on my website at uh, getcrisisready.com. And in uh, the article that went online, I give instructions on how you can actually have access to a generic crisis plan that you can fill out, fill in the blanks, and then customize uh, for, for yourself, for your clients, or even for new business prospects. You can access this customizable plan on my website. Again, it's at getcrisisready.com. All you have to do is go to, at the top of the navigation bar, it says Customized Crisis Plan. You click on that, and then it will ask you for this case-sensitive word. And that case-sensitive word is Crisis Plan 2020. Again, it's Crisis Plan 2020. From there, you can copy or download uh, templates that are there in different formats, and then fill in the blanks and customize and update the plan as you need it on a periodic basis. Don't hesitate to go to that site. And the sooner you have a plan in place and you can plan for the weeks or months ahead with this crisis, you'll be better off. But also, eventually, this crisis plan will be over. But you can always count on another crisis coming down the road. And I say that because our history shows that there's no doubt that after this one crisis is over, there's going to be another crisis coming down the pike. But I compare crisis management plans to uh, like business and health insurance policies. No meeting or event planners want to have to use them, but boy, they'll sure be glad to have them when they're needed. And without a doubt, the current coronavirus crisis is definitely one of those times. It's a crisis, and we need plans and roadmaps on how to navigate it in the weeks and months to come. And even if we're already well in the middle of it, it's still not too late to review that, try to come up with it, even if it's a little, uh, maybe if if folks feel like they're a little behind, that's still not too late to develop a plan. Yeah, we don't know if we're at the beginning of the end or the end of the beginning of this crisis. And we certainly don't know how long this tunnel is, and we don't even see a light at the end of the tunnel. So you really have to be cautious. You really have to be careful but you really have to protect yourself and the best interests of your company, your organization, and of course your clients. And you've got to be prepared for what could be an incredibly long and bumpy road on this crisis. We don't know when or how it'll end, 
we're not even sure at what distance point it will come to an end. And we can't be sitting around hoping and praying and fingers crossed it'll end. We have to do more than that. We have to take solid, practical, professional steps. As we've talked about today, and I talked about in my book, and I talk about the article, that to protect ourselves, protect our image, our reputation, our careers, and do the best possible thing that we can do for our clients as well. You just can't wait. We have to act now. Thank you so much, Edward. I think those are great lessons for folks to take away. Again, where can folks find your book if they want to read more about this? Well, it's on uh, Amazon right now, available for, uh, for pre-orders. The name of the book, again, is Crisis Ready, 101 Ways to Prepare for and Bounce Back from Disasters, Scandals, and Other Emergencies. And I also urge your listeners to go to my website at getcrisisready.com. Thanks so much, Edward. I appreciate you taking the time to chat. All right. Good to be with you. Thanks for listening. Be sure to rate and review us and check back for new episodes soon.